Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 316, Shake Off Your Past for a Better Future with Michael Arterberry. I just wanted to start this episode with like a meme of 2020, but since this is an audio format, just imagine the many hundreds of 2020 memes that you have seen the past week, if not almost year. Now, I did something the other day that I hadn't really thought of before, but I reflected back on all the changes and all the struggles and the things that we went through in 2020, now moving into 2021. And when I sat there and I just kind of documented the what we'd been through, I had my mouth open a little bit because I didn't really realize fully until that moment. And I saw that list in front of me, just how much we had been through and how much was still ongoing. And that made me understand a little better why I felt so tired, why I felt so emotionally run down and just ready to take a nice, good, long nap. Maybe you're like me and you are feeling the same. Maybe you have kids and you're seeing what they're going through and you worry about how they're going to be able to move on past this time and the many effects that it's all taken on them. 
Today, we are going to hear from an incredible guest. His name is Michael Artiberry. He is a motivational speaker, a guide for youth, and a writer. And he's going to help you learn how to honor what you've gone through and the struggles that you have faced recently or in the long history of your life. But how to look at the past, whether it's recent or long term, and to shift it into it being only part of your story instead of your whole story. Michael transformed his difficult past into a better future, a better story for himself by both embracing it without dwelling on it. You will learn from Michael how to find purpose in your struggles and how to make it part of a larger story that you'll tell about yourself one day and how to make it impactful for someone else who is in need. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. This episode is being released the last week of January and the doors to my exclusive intensive coaching program, the progress program is closing January 31st. This is for women who are ready to transform the way they think, feel and act in lasting ways. This is right for you. If now you feel stuck in a plateau with your personal growth, if you feel this huge gap between where you are and where you want to be if you don't really know who you are anymore and you're lacking confidence and you want desperately to change but don't know how and you're frustrated by the all or nothing extremes that have never worked for you in the past and your habits seem to just stay right where they are and not where you want them to be. With the progress program, you will experience a dramatic surge with your personal growth. You will close that gap better than you ever have before to be more of who you know you can be You will have inner strength and confidence. You will have more of a progress-driven mindset, and you will learn how to grow outside of impossible extremes and transform your habits in lasting ways. I took off three months to totally overhaul what the progress program had become over two years of working in it. And I've now added an incredible amount of experience as well as education with two coaching programs that I got certified in this year that I'm so proud of and pleased to be offering the women that I serve in the progress program. Now, what I love most about the the program is that it is small group coaching. This means that you will be seen and known and supported in ways that you wouldn't have with other group coaching calls. Have you ever been on a group coaching call where there are hundreds of people there and you might be there for a year and you will never be able to be in the hot seat? That is not how it is in the progress program. And to me, that is where the huge part of the transformation lies is being seen and heard and supported. That's what you'll get in the progress program. What I want you to do is enroll before January 31st. The spots are very limited. You can go to aboutprogress.com forward slash progress program, or just follow the link in the show notes for you. I cannot wait to serve the women who join. Michael Arterberry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Monica. I'm very excited to speak to you and your audience. You know, you are coming out the perfect time. 
we're at the beginning of a new year and it feels like a fresh start, but it feels different than it has in January's in your past. It feels a little bit scary, a little bit unknown or a lot. And it's because of the past year we had a, a crazy hard year for the whole world. And understandably, a lot of our listeners have some scars that they're carrying around with them. And before we kind of dig into how they can still move forward and take what they've learned, but shake off the bad stuff as they move into a new year, I want to set the scene here a bit because for decades, this has been your work. You've helped people move past their past uh, as you have done in your own life. And I was curious if we could start with just hearing a little bit more about what that work has been for you and, and how you've been able to see the, the people you've helped being able to move onward and upward, even with their scars. I want to tell you a story to kind of set up the table for talking about who I am and what I represent. That's great. Um, and the story is about a, a farmer and a donkey. All right. And this donkey is one of his favorite farm animals, because once he finishes working with the donkey on the farm, he brings the donkey back to the house and he allows the donkey to play with his kids. So imagine the kids come running off the porch, they come down, they jump on the donkey, they wash him, they ride him. And, you know, so he's a work animal, but he's a pet as well. And this is a normal ritual they do on a regular basis. So one night he brings them home, they do their thing. He releases the donkey back out into the farm. He goes in, they wash up, they eat and go to dinner. But the following morning when the, the farmer comes out and whistles for his donkey, his donkey doesn't show up. So Monica, he's concerned, he's walking around the farm, he's calling his name, and finally he hears her making noise at the bottom of an empty water well. See, during the night, the donkey was wandering, didn't see the well, and fell into it, so he couldn't get out. So because he couldn't get out, he's making a noise, the farmer recognizes that he brings over six of his friends, and they're like, yo, how are we going to get him out? So one of his friends says, let's get some rope, and let's pull him out. So they all get some rope and they start lassoing the donkey. They throw the rope, they miss. They throw the rope, they miss. They finally throw it by his hind legs. He steps into the rope. They shimmy it up his body and they start to pull. They pull, the donkey moves. They pull, the donkey moves. They pull, the donkey moves. And halfway up the well, Monica, they realize that the donkey's too heavy. So they lower him back to the bottom of the well. And now this farmer has to make a grim decision. Now, see, he can't feed him food at the bottom of the well because that wouldn't make any sense. You know, he can't starve him because, you know, as I introduced the story, that he's more like a pet. He's not like just a farmer. One of his hot-headed friends was like, hey, just shoot him. He's like, nah, man, I can't do that. So one of his more reasonable friends whispered in his ear and he said, listen, you don't want your kids to fall in a well. So you're going to have to sacrifice your donkey. So we can make sure your kids are safe. We're going to get shovels and we're going to cover him with dirt. Your kids will be safe, but your donkey's going to have to go. And the farmer says, you know what? I think I can deal with that. So they all get shovels and they start shoveling dirt. And every time that dirt would hit the donkey, the donkey would scream. And every time the donkey would scream, it would cause the farmer some distress. So you got dirt, scream, dirt, scream, dirt, scream. The Monica, all of a sudden, the scream stopped. When the scream stopped, they gave the donkey a moment of silence, but they went back to work. More dirt, more dirt, more dirt. The next thing you know, you see the donkey's right ear. They start doing it cartoon style, more dirt. Next thing you know, you see half his body. They start doing it even faster. The next thing you know, that donkey walked 
right out of the well that he fell into. Now, every time that dirt came across the wall, it would fall on his back, he would shake it off, and he would step on it. And he took every scoop of dirt that was meant to kill him to save his life. So check this out, Monica. I am the donkey. And what I want to do is I want to share with you some of my dirt. First and foremost, is I grew up in a home with a raging alcoholic father. Raging. Raging with a capital R. Now, I tell you this because he raged from the time I was born until the time he died when I was 16. Mm -hmm. Now, if you got a father like that, the way that that sets up in your life is that anytime I got caught up with having fun, the, the, the liveliness of the day, always there was a reminder that tapped me on my shoulder and was like, hey, dude, listen, don't get too happy because you got to go home to that man. So, you know, it was crazy growing up in an environment like that. On top of that, I grew up in poverty. Now, what's crazy about it is both my parents worked full time. My dad was a bus driver. My mother was a housekeeper. So she she cleaned people's homes. Now, I had we, four of us. My dad's money went to the drinking. My mother was able to finagle and raise four kids with a housekeeping salary. So, you know, we made sure we didn't ask for extra things. And she made sure she provided us with things that we needed. When the head of your household is, is an alcoholic, then you got to think about the fact that, you know, everything comes from the top. So, you know, mm -hmm. I remember I remember my parents having blowouts. I mean, like blowout arguments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a, a little boy and nobody debriefs it with me. Like, so the next morning, it's not like nobody talks to me about it. They put my clothes on and they send me to school. Yeah. And so, you know, for years I had to deal with that. But, you know, I tell the story because what I think, no, not what I think, what I know is that my passion is the fact that I endure that and I'm able to identify and, and feel that from a person who has similar experiences. But Monica, the beauty of the gift is it's not limited to people that have gone through struggles like my own. I'm able to pick up on the vibe of anybody that's not in a place of balance. And I want to push and help them to get there. For you, when you look back on your past, I mean, I've never experienced any of those things. And, right. you know, I think a lot of our, my listeners will feel the same, like, wow, how can I even complain about what I've been through in 2020 when I hear this man's story? And at the same time, I get the sense from you that it's not about comparison. It's suffering is suffering. And you're here to help us figure out how we can, you know, be like that donkey and, and use the dirt that's being put on us over and over as a way to move upward and outward. And I wanted to know before we go into your advice on this and your expertise on this, what made the difference for you? You know, what made the difference is my mom, and I didn't understand it until I got older, um, was a praying woman. So she prayed a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you on the, from the spiritual side, you understand the power of prayer. Um, and if I look back over my life, God gifted me with the ability to be a phenomenal athlete. So in the midst of all this craziness, I played uh, basketball, baseball, football, and soccer from the age of eight mm -hmm. until I graduated high school. And I could have gone to college yeah. to play any of the four sports. So what I did growing up is I created a, a functional family. 
So my coaches became that father figure. My teammates became the brother and sister that I would have in a functional home. Mm -hmm. And the accolades that I got from my community became the what you would get from a parent that was feeding you the proper stuff. So I say that because I was able to walk through that storm and almost not get touched because I lived in, in, in two different realities. Mm-hmm. And so when I reflect back, you know, my peers, when they see the stuff that I put out, you know, and I wrote a book and we could talk about that yeah. later. I had one of my buddies, he called me up crying. This is a seasoned lawyer. And he's like, dude, you used to come to school every day with a smile on your face. He's like, how did you do it? And you know, that's how I did it. My classmates call me a superhero because I, I, I excelled like that. I I find as I'm listening to your story too, this fine balance between ignoring your past, you know, dismissing it, stuffing it down or acknowledging it embracing it as part of the story, but not who you are and that giving you the courage you needed and the strength you needed to rise above. And to me, that's what's most striking in this story is that difference. Well, you know, what I teach is that we go back and we, we touch our stories, but we don't stay. I feel like when people go through life, they step on landmines. The landmine doesn't blow them up, but it causes damage. Mm. And what we have a tendency to do is we start to make decisions based on the damage Hmm. rather than what's happening in real time. So you're you're doing all these things in your life on, on situations that happened years ago that's throwing off your path for what's going on in, in, in the present. And so I teach people to go back and find the landmarks. Let's go back and we find them. And as we go back and find them, let's dissect them. Let's rip them apart. But then once we finish doing that, we don't stay. We got to come back. And and in my groups, you know, when I do it in schools, you know, um, if I feel a kid hasn't come out far enough before the day's out, Mm -hmm. I don't let him leave. He don't leave the room. I mean, I'll call in the social worker. I mean, I got a social work degree. Yeah. But if I feel a kid, went back and, and got trapped there. We don't, he doesn't get on the bus until I feel like he's back to 2020, 21. Yeah. That's, in, that's incredible. I I'm just thinking back to, I became a teacher out here in the Bay area and it was so eye opening for me. I'm, you know, I'm this white girl from Utah. That was my life. And I grew up super privileged without realizing it. And what I saw in most of my students' eyes, you know, they were dealing with a lot of things I had never seen before, never experienced. A lot of the things you just named in addition to, you know, gang violence and, and not even having adequate food in their neighborhood. And it it was so different for me. And what I wish I had known back then is how to do that, how to help my kids go back the way you just said, to acknowledge and embrace their past. But Yeah, to not stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I do, Monica, is I open up all my workshops with, um, I have a picture of the house that I grew up in. Uh And if you see the picture, you would think it was condemned. When I bust it out and they see it, they all gasp Mm -hmm. and they gasp. And then I tell them, hey, listen, this is how it looked when I lived there. And then I walk them through how it was to live in that house. Mm -hmm. But then 
I show them a, a picture of the raised ranch that I live in now. Hmm. And I hold the pictures up next to each other, side by side, explain to them that life happened in between these pictures. Yeah. But what I'm doing is when you say go back and explain to them how to go back and visit the story, what I'm letting them know is before we get on this journey, that your leader has cracks. He's hmm. not perfect. Hmm. My program's two days. Yeah. They come back the second day in pajamas. They're so comfortable that when they come into the room the second day, they literally have on pajamas because they're like, yo, I'm kicking back and I'm getting <laughs> all of this stuff out. I love that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. So let's connect the dots here for, for our listeners. I mean, you work so well with youth and, and that is absolutely your mission. I see the passion. I see the difference that you are making. Let's talk about 2020 and the landmines that people have been through and how they can, you know, like you say, you know, shake it off, but with, with acknowledging what they've been through and also helping themselves move forward in a way that's going to be more in alignment with what they want to be better in their lives. What advice do you have for them? Listen, what, what my advice is this, is that, you know, sometimes they talk about how when God wants to get your attention, he, he'll do something to slow life down. Hmm. You know, sometimes bring your sickness, bring your injury, lay yep. you up in the bed and force you to reflect because you've been moving too fast. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. COVID, 2020, 2020. Listen, it's about perspective. And, you know, I read a book by Bruce Wilkinson called The Dream Giver. And what it talked about is that we're born with a, a vision to become something. But during our lives, people bully us and get us off our path. And so we end up doing something totally opposite. And, and I'll finish with this. And I want all your listeners to hear me when I say this. My mom turned 88 and I, I, I called her to wish her happy birthday. I, I was like, whoa, Yeah. my mother's 88 years old. That's and a monumental I, birthday. Yeah. And then I did 53. I'm 53. So yeah. I did the math and <laughs> thought about how many years I'm going to live until I get to 88. Now I say this, Monica, because what I want your listeners to understand is that once COVID lifts and moves on and we're sitting at a barbecue someplace, we're going to be laughing about, yo, do you remember 2020 when we had on masks and you couldn't go to the store? We're going to be yeah. laughing about it. It's going to be a small piece mm -hmm. of an entire lifetime. So for you to throw your entire life away for six, eight, 12 months yeah. of what was discomfort would be a, a, a disaster. 
I really appreciate that perspective piece. All right. So let's say they're, they're telling themselves, okay, yeah, that is true. And I can feel that I can feel that this is just a piece of the bigger story that I'm going to be telling one day. What other suggestions do you have for them to, to make that part of their story instead of it being the only story they have? Fear is paralyzing. So what I need them to understand is this. When they get out of the bed one morning and their objective is to chase that thing that we're talking about and they reach over to put on their shoes, when they decide not to do it, there's another person in the world that's waiting for them to make their move so that they can also accomplish their goal. You become accountable to more than just you. So you got to understand that your perspective has to be so much bigger than you as an individual that you got to say, wow, you know what? I got to get up and pursue this because if I can get it, there could be five, 10, 15 people down the line from me that could benefit from me stepping out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and pushing to a place of accomplishment. Mm Mm-hmm. That's another great perspective too, right? When you make it mean less about you, when you're not the only actor in a solo, you know, play, that's another form of perspective that I think we're all missing out on right now. Going back to your original story, okay, the donkey, all right? They they shake it off. Well, first, I like how you talked about, you, you first, you acknowledge the past. You really make sure that you're not dismissing it and pretending it didn't exist. And then you shake it off. And then what's next? Once you identify it, you have to address it. Okay. So me knowing what I came from, I couldn't just say I came from that yeah. and, 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 and stand on the fact that I was an overcomer. I had to deal with the fact that I had an alcoholic father. Mm-hmm. So what did that encompass? That encompassed that before I got married, you know, I went and I had counseling mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make sure that I, I wasn't an alcoholic, you know, and, and you know, through yeah. therapy, I realized that, I'm my person. I'm not him. And so I don't have to worry about that carryover. Also, you know, coming through that process, what I learned is that life is about breaking cycles. Now, I learned this through my my work and it's what I teach people. But what I realized is that, you know, one night when I was falling asleep in that old crazy house that I grew up in, we rarely had heat in the winter. 10 years old, I'm going to sleep, I'm crying. And I'm saying to myself in my midst of my tears is that if I had my own children, my own children will never have to live a life like that. So as I'm going through life, Monica, and and stuff gets tough, my unborn children became the catalyst of my push. The beauty is I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. Their cousins, my siblings, didn't know or break the cycle. So there's times where we go back to neighborhoods that are similar to where I grew up Mm -hmm. and they get to distinguish between, you know, listen, if dad didn't do what he had to do, this is something where we could be at. You get people that do the work I do, but don't address their past properly. Yeah. And they can't teach well because they come into a session and they're still healing. You can't try to help me heal. You know, it can lean two directions, right? It can lean into either someone being so trapped and only seeing the small part of a story, a bigger story and being resentful and, you know, and understandably, like, I'm not going to dismiss that understandably resentful and continuing a cycle, or it can go into toxic positivity 
And we see that too, where people are like, if you're only looking forward, that's a toxic positivity, right? That's like the, you're not actually working on what you're not addressing. Like you said, you're not addressing the real roots, then they're going to keep showing up for you in other ways. So Michael, let's say that the women who are primarily our listeners, they're listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I I need to give myself some time to heal. I've got to address why the past year or the past years, because we have lots of women who have dealt with a lot of life experiences and different levels of trauma. If I can address those and dig deep in those and, and, and really learn from them and then shake them off, what what do they do then to move forward in a way that's not the toxic positivity version of this? They have to realize that we all go through things in life, not for only ourselves. You definitely are not going to celebrate the fact that you were chosen to be the one that was strong enough to break through the barrier of whatever your trauma is. But, you know, I do celebrate it because the way that I do use it therapeutically mm-hmm. is I talk about it every day. Yeah. So I don't, you know, the fact that I get up and my business mm-hmm. is to talk exactly about what I endured every day of my life growing up. I don't get hung up on it. Yeah. So once they go back and they touch it and they get to a, 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 a um, healthy place of identifying it, find people to help mm-hmm. talk about it more. Don't hide yes. it out. You know what I'm saying? Don't hide it. Now that you've got it, find a woman that's going through some something similar as you and hold her hand and walk her through the process. And when you finish with that one, find another one and find another one. And what you'll find is the more people that you are able to soldier through something, you heal. Hmm. You start to grow whole. Yeah. It's like a a healing chain, you know, a chain of people all healing together. I love that. And it brings me back to this. We keep talking about stories here, but it it brings me back to, you know, the power of story and the way that you view your own, the way you view it connected with other people, the way you can talk about it. Um, And to me, that's really hopeful right now, especially as we think back, like back, you know, to the barbecues that we're going to have and how we'll we'll tell our story about this time. Another times yeah. in the past. Yeah, definitely. Michael, I know that many of my listeners are going to want to know more about you and your story and your work. I wrote a book called Be Encouraged. The way that it came about, I think, is, is very special. On my Facebook page, on, on a daily basis, I would put out some inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do my study time spiritually and then write something and post it on my page. And I would do this every day. And it became just what I do. Um, and a woman that followed me um, was dying of cancer. Wow. And she came into my messenger box and she says, you know what, Michael, if I could find all your stuff in one place, it would be wonderful. And so I went back and I started mm-hmm. pulling some of the favorites, about 200, because it's 250 pages. Um, and I oh. put it together and I did de- dedicated the book to her and I released it. It's called Be Encouraged. And so you you read one of my pages to set up your day so that if you read it and you're in a negative space, immediately, you know, you get hit with not today. Fantastic. I'll make sure we link to that in our show notes for everybody, as well as any other places that you are on, whether it's websites, social media, all the above. Before we sign off, one thing I love to talk about with my guests 
it's just what they're working on with their own personal development, because we are a personal development show. We love to work on ourselves, whether it's, you know, goals or productivity or habits, um, whatever it is. So for you, what is something you are working on as you move into 2021? What I'm doing is most of my programs are within schools. So I'm, I'm stepping into the realm of corporate. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, I, I, yeah. I pitched, I pitched to a, a corporate, a company, and 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 I battled with some big, big organizations, and I made it to the last round. So you know, um, in a few months, I'm gonna pitch it, and I want to get my feet wet. Well, I wish you well as you move into the new year, and and your family as well. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to be on the show, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I really loved getting to know Michael and especially how inspiring his story is, but also how he makes it so relatable for all of us, whether or not we have been through what we what he has faced. I love that he honors the hard that we are all facing, regardless of what it looks like. And I hope this message was encouraging for you. Let's go through the progress pointers from this episode. This is where I share the notes that I took so you don't have to take them. Number one, your past can build you up. Two, don't make decisions based on the damage you're experiencing. Three, find and dissect the old landmines, then move forward. Four, ask, how can your past inspire perspective? Five, what you have been through will be a small part of your story, not your whole story. Six, fear is paralyzing, but doesn't have to hold you back forever. Seven, think about who in the world will be affected by your story. Eight, address the struggles before you shake them off. Nine, focus on healing, then helping. And 10, be encouraged. Well, this is wrapping up an incredible month. We've been able to spend all through January focusing on reach for more. I hope that this theme did inspire that for you. I hope that you felt like I can do more and I can do better. And it doesn't mean that I have to go crazy or do extremes or believe in overnight success and all of those terrible ways of growing. I can reach for more and be better because that's, that's possible for me. I hope you believe that in yourself because I absolutely do. That is why I'm here, friends. My life has changed so many ways and I still have a gap. There's still more for me to grow in. There's always going to be more. And I love that about life now. It used to make me sad and now it only makes me want to do better and be better in amazing ways and doable ways too, which you know I'm all about. I would love for you to join the progress program. My small group coaching is going to close for enrollment January 31st at midnight. I will have that linked in the show notes for you. And if you know that you are ready to do something more in your life and to find more fulfillment and identity, join the waitlist for the strive hive. That's about progress.com forward slash strive hive. All of the progress pointers, by the way, I forgot to say this. If you want those in graphic form, I deliver them every single week right to your inbox with my go-getter newsletter. That way you can see what you have learned in the episodes and then go do something with them instead of them just going in one ear and right out the other. You can get on my go-getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash go-getter. It is an honor to be in your ears every single week, if not twice a week. I'm really grateful that you listen and that you share the show. I could not grow without you. And this community means so much to me and you mean so much to me. This is where I'm going to leave you. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, remember life is about progress, not perfection. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.